Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And this is Side Note. A podcast where every episode we tell stories and debate a controversial subject. And then we research and splice in all the science and mind-blowing shiznit throughout so you are entertained while simultaneously learning. Today, we're talking about masculinity, our experience as gay men growing up in a hyper-masculine world. And then we debate because Greg has some pretty intense opinions on how the world should be a matriarchy. And I had some different opinions, so let's jump into it. So, usually when we start this podcast, it's a little weird. Like, we sometimes just talk about something we did that week, or we just jump right into it. So, what we're going to do from now on is start the podcast with what we have learned this week. Mm. <laughs> Cue the music. And then, no. no. <laughs> One day. Fail again. So, what did you learn this week, then? So, mine's going to be very science, very on brand. Anyways, mine is about microwaves. I mean, uh, what did you learn? Like, what's so interesting? I guess that's like really, 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 yeah. (laughs) So I was learning about the electromagnetic spectrum because we're doing a new series for Oh, that's more interesting. The electromagnetic spectrum. Yeah. Well, I can't explain the whole thing. That's okay. That's absurd. Yeah. Okay. Uh, But microwaves are a portion of the electromagnetic spectrum that we can't see. Right? Like, it's like they're everywhere. They are what also carry the information for Wi Fi. So it's like it's literally around us at all times, like (laughs) billowing through you at this moment. So then I was like, that's so. That has to be dangerous, but it probably is. And I shouldn't say that, but I just imagine like. Well, because it cooks food. It's being like stabbed by waves all the time. I know. It is. It's. I guess Khan Academy by light waves too, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, and Khan Academy said it wasn't dangerous, and I believe. <laughs> yeah, that. No, I believe it as well. <laughs> and th- anyways, it was just like it was confusing to me. I'm like, if they don't have these waves, have less energy than visible light, less energy than UV light, which hurts us. Like, why does it cook food? And it's actually because the microwaves in your microwave are designed in a way that they actually vibrate the particles of the food to create fi- friction, and that's the heat. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah I like, guess I imagined that the microwave was like the heat itself almost. Exactly. You like picture a, it like a little zap of heat goes Yeah, into like it. burns your skin. But no, in fact, it would right. actually just make the polar like waterish molecules in your body start to vibrate so much that it heats up and then you would like feel burned. It's so weird. Anyways, I Wait, thought it was Are you really talking cool. about if you put a person in a microwave? Yeah, like my <laughs> arm. I was picturing my arm. But yeah, I don't, I don't even want to think terrifying. about putting a person in a microwave. That's cruelty. Ugh, that's scary. Um, that was very science, and I mean, other weeks it might just be something. Yeah, know, I feel like mine is like the only one I can think of. Mine's a little sciencey too, but I don't really know it that well. But I annoyingly walked for like hours in flip flops this past weekend. And Why? Got, well, I just went somewhere. I went to the beach, but then I didn't anticipate walking back. And my friend, who's probably listening to this podcast, Alex, was like, "Let's walk home," and <laughs> got home. That's what it's from. Yes, I had oh. a massive blister. 
right in the spot because I don't wear flip flops very often. Wait, so you wore flip flops to the beach, but you didn't bring any other pair of shoes? No, do you? I, Mitch, I thought you were gay. I thought you knew how to go to the beach. No, I'm not gay, Greg. Where did you hear that? Um, Whoa! No, no, I, I, yeah, it was my first time going to the beach this summer. Uh, yeah, I just wasn't, I wasn't prepared. Okay, I admit. And so I got this crazy blister on my foot, and I was looking it up, and I realized you gave me some really bad information. Greg was like, "Just pop the blister." It's like, no, you should never pop the blister unless it's causing complications. Unless I said it's pop really the hurting. zit, Mitch. We were talking about a no, different orifice. Honey, you were like, "Just pop it." You're meant to like pop them. It's like, so your blisters are just filled with like. A certain kind of liquid that's it's literally just there as a barrier to protect like an open wound. But then it was like if it pops, you want to keep that skin there because it actually is a protective layer because now you just have an open wound. So your blisters are important unless they're really causing uh. a lot of trouble to go to the doctor. Um, so this is what happens. This is why you don't walk around the city of Toronto in flip flops. You don't want to be that person stylistically. Well, don't people in California do that like every day? Yeah, because they're at the beach. But then when they leave the beach, they put on their vans. Or maybe my flip-flops are just cheap, and they're just like plastic, so they really hurt. But you know, Havana Cabanas. Got to get some like soft tissue flip-flops. You know, Havana Cabanas. Is that a thing? I don't know what the hell you're saying. Havana Cabanas. They're the main. They're the mainstream flip-flop. Moving into this next section, we're talking about what we are talking the rest of this full episode about, which is masculinity, Mm. which is something that is. Very intertwined with being gay. Very intertwined with uh, literally everyone on this planet has to deal with masculinity yeah, and with femininity. Being a human. Before we really get into today's episode, it's important to know that yes, masculinity and femininity—wow, so many entities—is pervasive in our lives as humans. The concept of masculinity dates back to 3000 BC, where we first start to see expectations for men seen in the form of laws and the implied masculine ideas seen in the myths of the gods and the heroes that we were like obsessed with at the time. Gender is also one of the first social categories that human children learn, and studies show that from early childhood ages, kids are aware of gender stereotypes. Scientists, though, have trouble fully defining masculinity and femininity. Current studies conclude that further theoretical and empirical work is necessary to fully define the characteristics of each. Masculinity and femininity, when you look at it from a scientific perspective, it's very confusing. When we think about social science, contemporary social scientists suggest that masculinity, for example, stems from both nature and nurture, and both biological predispositions and social factors intersect to give rise to masculine gender identities. Story time. Story time. Story story time. time. You change it every time. I thought that was the point. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I have a weird relationship with masculinity. I feel like most gay men do, right? Because we're like told our whole lives that we're feminine. And so you develop a sense of like what you don't want to be almost. You know what I mean? Like you're made fun of for being feminine. We've talked about this before. Like math, like homophobia is sometimes a form of sexism. It is a um, form of sexism. Yeah. yeah uh, not sometimes. Because it always it's like, is. oh, you are a woman. No, I mean in certain degrees. Like some, yeah. Anyway. So I don't know. I feel like growing up, I never really had gay role models in my life till and you didn't even watch will and grace i did not watch will and grace but i would sneak downstairs and watch queer as folk for the (gasps) sex scenes uh when my parents were for the sex scenes like you would just not get into the plot 
Yeah, I honestly thought it was just one of those like you know softcore porn. Yeah, I thought like late night TV. I didn't realize it was a TV show till I was like in university with you that I realized oh it has a plot and it's actually a pretty good show. But I just thought it was like softcore porn. Do you think it aged well? Like we loved Queer as Folk, but it was when we were in university coming out. Like do you think if we yeah aren't they all white? Yeah, they literally <laughs> are all white in Toronto too, and oh they're my all God. like, or it's based skinny, in Pittsburgh. Or, but I mean, they're filming in Toronto in a city that's diverse. Is all I mean. They could have cast like lots of different people. They're not though. They're like diverse in their like ages. Appro- they're all. diverse in their femininity too. That's like, true. M-A. I think that's what it was trying to address. Interesting femininity. Um. Anyway, so I didn't I didn't watch that show or Will and Grace. I didn't really have like role models, but I was in a musical when I was like pretty young, eleven. Uh. Which brought half the cast was from London, like they were touring, and okay, so go into more detail about this because it's pretty cool. Like half the cast is from London. So yeah, it was just like it was Oliver Twist was a touring show, but they would recast the kids every city that they would go to, and this was like the legit version. Like okay, so in. In Toronto, picture it. There's the Princess of Wales. The oh my god, is that Princess Diana? Is it the Princess Diana Theater? Princess of Wales is. I don't know anything about the royalty. Oh my god, neither. <laughs> we'll do another one about the monarchy and like whatever. Anyways, the biggest theater in Toronto, the most legitimate, it's our Broadway. It's called King Street. And <laughs> you were on that. Like it was legit. It wasn't like Oliver Twist like community theater. It was yeah, like it was legit. like the Toronto production of it. I didn't see this one, but wow. I definitely saw Rude. the ad. Um no, it was just I had never been in a musical before, but they held open auditions because I guess kids can't tour countries like it's a lot more complicated than an adult cast touring to different countries and so then I auditioned randomly and got in and in retrospect I'm like probably so many of that adult cast was gay I have no idea but in retrospect I think I bet a lot of people in theater whenever I go see a musical and there's guys in it and they're hot I just I'm like they are potentially funny yeah like but what I didn't realize is like so as the kids we had two main sort of mentors one was a dance choreographer and one was a singing choreographer we spent uh, over a month with them just rehearsing and then they would be the people who would always interact with us during the show and come and give us notes like they were kind of the people that looked after us where there was other uh, people for the adults and obviously like it, I, I had no idea I didn't really understand what being gay was I had heard the word um I guess this is also about being gay less about femininity but I just thinking back I'm like it was nice to finally have a gay role model who was feminine when I look back on it actually one of them was and one of them wasn't but the one that was I still am close to and still talk to online every now and then um and just had that moment where someone once said like near the end of the production like oh yeah Jeff is gay and then like it was the first time it ever hit me that someone could actually be gay like I don't know why it didn't cross my mind that it was a real acting feminine or masculine like, he, what he was but i think i was young enough like is 11 too young i was young enough that i just even if i was having some of my own like gayness at that age when i think back i'm like oh yeah like gaston's feet like turned me on whatever yeah gaston's <laughs> chest for me his hairy chest <laughs> but uh, yeah whoa so. you're like i've never told me you're in defeat no i'm not but like gaston's mm. i am his little like toe that comes out I was super curious what child psychologists think about this phenomenon because I feel like I've had this conversation a lot with people, you know, like, oh, when were you first turned on? It's always like Aladdin, like the Lion King. It's always like these Disney movies, these cartoon characters. And actually reading up on this, I found out that it's very common among straight guys to be super turned on by Nala's eyes. Like when Nala gets older and sees Simba, I was like, Nala had eyes? (laughs) No, I did see her eyes and I was like, damn, she looks really good. It's important to know that child psychologists think 
that children having feelings towards a cartoon character in this sense is perfectly normal. Okay? Children are always trying to look around and understand the relationships and the world around them, and this is just part of that. One thing to note is, though, that a lot of the time, children might have these types of feelings when they watch a movie, for example, but it's matched with shame and fear and confusion. That's also maybe why kids remember them so clearly, because it's like a scary moment. And again, when we think of confusion, I'm pretty sure Mitch might have been confused when he was turned on by Gaston's feet. In my opinion, I think this is kind of sad. There shouldn't be shame around this. And child psychologists think that as well. They think that open, appropriate discussions of sex will help children not develop fear around these, again, very normal feelings. Studies show that sexual education is a lifelong process that starts at birth. A lot of the time, we think sexual education should start around puberty as like this is when we get our reproductive capabilities, but self-awareness about sexuality starts in early childhood. And a child who receives sexual education from earlier phases in a manner obviously appropriate to his or her age is expected to be more stable in his or her relationships later in life. So again, it's okay to be turned on by Gaston, Nala, Pumba, Hyenas, whatever it is, Scar, I don't know. I mean, he was the gay icon. It's just kids trying to figure out the complexity of the world. And one of the first times that we all do that is by watching the movies. I guess nowadays it's like YouTube or Netflix. But like, you get what we're trying to say. Maybe in the future, kids will be turned on by podcasts. Like, hello, I'm Ira Glass, and today I am turning you on. <laughs> What's that? Oh, God. But it maybe only started coming together in retrospect for me that, like, I really looked up to and really loved and appreciated this man that was not, like, your typical uh, masculine macho man. And it became, like, a model for me to be, like, that is something I look forward to and, and strive to be and even still think about now. Like, this is a weird thing. Like, if his cologne is so distinct to me that if I smell it on someone every now and then, like, every five years, <gasps> I'll smell it. What is it? I don't know. And I'll just be like... That it brings me back to that time, and so he's such you a distinct. Need to find it. He's such a distinct figure in my life. I don't know if he still wears it or if it was just like of the times. This is like two thousand, like nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. He's um, wearing cologne, definitely gay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was my kind of experience with like being able to accept femininity. Not that I did for a very long time after that, but um, it was an ideal form of masculinity that to me represents what masculinity is. It's just being. Yourself. Oh, he, that's nice. You should reach out to him. That's like he's such a defining person in your life. Yeah, no, he's amazing. I've gotten together with him as an adult, and he's still just the funniest person. Same in the cologne. World. I, I I don't remember. It's probably Mambo Number no. Five. You should get a little bottle of it. Yeah, Mambo Number no. Five. Speaking of which, what's, what <laughs> I don't know, Mambo Number no. Five. And I was like, masculinity a... to me has a lot to do with the hit song Mambo Number no. Five <laughs> and Macarena. I thought you were gonna say that. That's why it's when I first led men in dance. Uh, so, wow, okay, I feel like mine is similar in that it's about kind of, like, just being gay. But I remember feeling, yeah, I guess it is, masculinity is such a weird thing when you're a gay person because you are your whole life being made fun of for being feminine because you can't control it. I mean, there's a lot of mask-acting gay men. That's sort of, like, a thing that has, like, as we've talked about in other videos, become very glorified in the gay community. If you're able to almost, like, pass as straight, people find that attractive and that is really problematic and that's based around the fact that masculinity is put on a pedestal so for me i could never help the fact that i acted feminine and i remember just looking back and like i remember in high school it was just really funny because the first time i ever like accepted not having to pretend to be masculine even though i couldn't like throughout all of high school i would try but i couldn't like change my voice when i came out i remember being like i'm gay now i'm gonna go all out on this femininity and i tried to make it like a thing in my school to wear like really 
thick like beaded necklaces <laughs> <laughs> like long beaded necklaces like around my neck in order to like show that Where did i am you get them like i would ask my like girlfriends for them or i would go to like value village and were I was they like, like plastic or were they pearls, honey? Were they real pearls? They were like pearls, plastic. Actually? Yes. And like, actual pearls. Like actual pearls. Like, and there was one that was like small pearls. How much allowance did you get as a kid? No, Value Village. It wasn't like, oh, no, sorry. I don't know if they were taken from like a clam in the <laughs> sea. Like definitely synthetic pearls. <laughs> but I mean like they, oh my God, imagine. I was like, I went to Tiffany. I went to <laughs> Tiffany. I was out and I went to Tiffany. But I remember, oh, that's also really weird. Speaking of being out, like literally when I also came out, this like guy, like this it was weird. He wasn't a good mentor. A gay guy took me to Holt Renfrew and bought me cologne. <laughs> like going oh, back. Is that why you were yelling like he's wearing cologne? He's gay. No, I, I just like, thought I that was like a. That means. No, I thought that was like a bit of a stereotype. Like all of our gay friends like have a scent. Like they make a purpose to be like this is my scent. Whereas like I don't know many straight guys do that. But anyways, back to the pearls. pearls. Um. So yeah, like I thought. Like, so in all of grade 12, the photos of me have these, like, really, like, luxurious necklaces because I wanted to become a trendsetter. I have never seen this, and I want to yeah, really I mean, badly. <laughs> How have I never seen you with a pearl necklace on? And it's also, like, weird because I'm also wearing, like, awful, like, that era, like, kind of baggy shorts and, like, a billabong <laughs> shirt. Like, and, like, a necklace because I was trying to be, like, you know, I'm no longer having to be Ma- quote unquote masculine like this is how I'm gonna like, change it no, up that's and I nice do- it's just unfortunate that like, your fashion sense was probably so bad like such a clash of fashion it was such a clash <laughs> but at the time I, it was it was probably like a block party band shirt and like a pearl necklace oh my God. and I was like look out boys he's gay i was the only gay guy in my high school i mean it, it's kind of looking back i'm like wow i guess that was my way of expressing myself but i remember feeling so confident and masculine in doing that like it was just like i'm out i'm gay and when you look at the definition of masculinity being like strength independence this is from wikipedia <laughs> like i'm like, <laughs> it's like where are you what do you mean the de- yeah 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 you're Courage. right like, the words, yeah they're the things that come when you come out and you kind of like that's the weird thing about gay men i'm like in many ways we are more masculine than straight men because we own ourselves sometimes. And that's mm-hmm. why masculinity is so stupid to think that it's just for men and that femininity is just for women because women are also so masculine in so many ways. And mm. it's something and everyone's different. Every like person is just their own degree at different times, different things. That's why like drag is really cool because it's an opportunity to just like express different parts of you. And it's just to realize that you can be all those things and not all at once necessarily, but at different times you act different ways, you know what I mean? Or feel different ways. Yeah. And I think that the whole world could benefit from like, if you're a born a boy and identify as a boy, like playing with your femininity, that's literally what RuPaul says. For sure. And then the other way around as well. And I think that that's just like a really cool thing that we should all be talking about. And as gay people, we just get to like live it a little bit more. We don't have to be as, like, There's scared. less fear. Be- Once you've accepted it, then then you don't have to be scared. Like, as you said, I think there are some subcultures of the gay community that are actually quite, uh, like, sexist, right? Like, they're it's afraid so of It's so weird. It's hard to explain to people who aren't in the gay community because they just don't see it and they assume it's not real. But it's, it's, it's just a rampant thing. Like, gay men really... More than ever, actually, I don't know, maybe it's just because we go to bars now, but, like, when I go, like, Woody's. We've talked about this before. When we go to Woody's, and you look around, you're like, wow, everyone's in, like, a sports tank top. Like, like jacked. really jacked. Like, it's just so weird, and it's, like. And trying not to, like, dance and look feminine. I mean, of course, there are people there who are free and yeah, living then their there's, life. Yeah, there's diversity, And, of diversity, course, the problem is, like, of course, someone can be super masculine as a gay man and be jacked and wear tank tops like that's also normal yeah but it's when that question becomes like that's what we obsess it's a trend over. and it's like it becomes the homogeny of the group to want to be that and you can tell like it's not for everyone 
Like yeah. When someone's wearing that as a mask almost. Yeah, yeah. And it's true. I think it just, it's it runs so deep and there's so many layers and it's easier to talk to gay men about it because we kind of like innately understand like the idiosyncrasies of it all. But I think if someone was like ignorant to like this whole situation, I think the one thing I would say is that gay men in general, there's an issue with priding masculinity over femininity still. And it's creating sort of some issues within our community. I guess both of our stories were kind of like, Literally just about coming out. I know. Sort of, and like As I was thinking about masculinity, I was like, every story I wrote down was about being gay. Because that's what our relationship to masculinity is. Mm-hmm. It's not something that we innately just like were t- always told we were. And we've toyed with it a bit. Whereas like mm-hmm. lots of straight guys might be like, what do you mean masculinity? Like, that's just what I am. Or they might not have even thought about it. Right. You're, you're not, we were forced to think about it. Okay. Well, why don't we take a quick break and then we're going to come back and have a pretty intense debate over what? The oh. matriarchy <laughs> and the patriarchy. We'll uh, just talk about it. Okay. <laughs> so, our topic for debate today is about the matriarchy and whether or not we'd be better off in a matriarchal society. Greg, I believe you're arguing that this, yes, this yes, is a true statement. Yes. And I'm arguing for something a little more tempered, <laughs> a little more even keeled, as always is the case in our debate. Oh my gosh, you can't just start like that. And I just won the debate. Thank you. Um, no, why don't you lead us off with like, do you have some starting thoughts? Okay, so I, well, yeah, okay. I think we have argued about this before and I think that's why we wanted to talk about it now. And it does have to do with masculinity because, and you know, toxic masculinity, which I believe is a thing. And I personally think we've been living in a patriarchy for so freaking long. Okay. And also for people who deny that we're like, some people think we're not living in a patriarchy. And I have this joke in my comedy that's like a lot longer, but it's essentially like, what's your last name? You took it from your dad. Literally, that's the definition of a patriarchy. It's like when the father is considered like the head of the family. And I, so whatever. We live in a patriarchy, except that there's many other examples. Mm -hmm. So ever since hunter gatherers, we have lived in a patriarchy by definition. This is what I looked up. And it's like, where we're at in the world, I do not think that we can all be like, we're chilling. Like, climate change isn't going to ruin us all in 100 years. I think it's time that we switch things up, and I think we would literally be living in a better world. I think that's a stupid thing to say because you haven't, like, the world's gotten better. Like, I'm not, like, you, you didn't even just mention, like, gender issues. Like, you just mentioned climate change, which, how do you know that has anything to do at all with like gender equality like how do we know like what oh, are you what asking is, me are you yeah asking i'm asking me? like what what <laughs> I think is your I, I think it's connection like, between those issues specifically like if you said I, I also get okay i'm gonna ramble but i really get annoyed when people say like the world's gone to shit okay yeah donald trump is shit and the world is in a pretty precarious place right now but in general yeah this is people true. are healthier there's less death i i'm not saying that like certain issues aren't worse or that some issues haven't really advanced very far and maybe we could argue that like gender issues haven't advanced very far but when you look issues, at how long people issues. live yeah in general we're in a really good part of time like the world is safer than ever especially like our part of the world is like we don't have to worry about starving we don't have to worry about war we don't have to worry about famine or i guess that's starving never mind i totally agree with mitch that life for a person like me that is a white woman living in canada things have probably never been better but i wanted to look at things through a different lens through the lens of biodiversity. Biodiversity is the variety of life on Earth in all its forms and all its interactions. 
And many researchers feel that without biodiversity, there is no future for humanity. With that in mind, we should be pretty disturbed that the number of animals living on Earth has plunged by half, by half, since 1970. In the Earth's long, long history. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We've already suffered five mass extinctions of biodiversity. And many feel we're currently in the midst of a sixth extinction. But this extinction is very different because it's not caused by geology or a natural climate change event but by a single species. Can you guess who it is? It's you and me, it's humans. Humans and our livestock now consume 25 to 40% of all primary production. So primary production is plants, energy captured by plants. And that's what all biodiversity depends on. So we're the most voracious top predator there is. An estimate says that 97% of the world's vertebrate land animals are now either humans or farm animals. Only 3% are wild. Not all scientists agree that we are in a mass extinction period. And a lot feel we are a long way off from the 95% extinction rate that was seen during the Great Dying 252 million years ago. But one thing is clear to me, Though it is a great era to be alive for me and many others, it's clear that it's not a great era for biodiversity. And unless us humans get our act together, it's going to continue to get worse and to our detriment in putting our survival as a species at peril. Anyway, so that's what I'm trying to get at is like, what is it about a matriarchy that you think would necessitate a better overall world and what evidence do you have for that over supporting a world of equality where we can continue to push for equal opportunities but don't you just feel like it's been unfair like the the history of human humanity is unfair like i just feel why why have we accepted that we can live in a patriarchy for so long without acknowledging the fact that almost like to be fair that woman should take over for a majority of time right now because Equality is going to become so nuanced. I think it's obviously something we should be striving for now, but I'm just like pushing it a little further because I'm like, women have had to live in this society for so long. That yes, it's like, that's true. But every one women, generation can't... is like 
I'm not saying not to minimize anyone's suffering that they've gone through, but like no one person has lived through this for whatever, 5,000 years or something I saw some professor quote online. Like that's what? how long the patriarchy has been running. Something like that. Longer than that, don't you think? Oh, I guess it's only this two. is some. This I always is some like academic that person that said that, but I don't know no, whether that's that like, could make sense because that is probably around the time in the formation of like agriculture and like actually was that was probably way before that. I mean, that was m- maybe along the formation of like capitalism and like really starting to create a lot of these like tenants that we live in in society now, which I think are patriarchal. Possibly. I mean, so what I find frustrating with what you're saying is it just it, it has no real evidence to suggest that it will be better i'm not saying it won't like my instinct but don't you just think it would be yeah but why are we going to go off of what we think is going to be i don't be? know because like, also <laughs> yeah, your argument's crumbling in front of you uh, <laughs> it's not crumbling in front of me i'm just trying to like like literally make why people think about that things phase? because you're like saying it's crumbling it's not necessarily crumbling no I'm just trying all to i'm saying think. is i don't necessarily think you're wrong that a world with like all women leaders and women ideals that we associate with women might be a better world like I'm not saying that isn't true I'm just saying like we don't really know that is and so to jump to that extreme may or may not just lead to a different set of problems okay so men by definition are extremely more violent so this is one of the one of the things that I was thinking when it comes to like homicides 89.5% of them in 2011 were by men when it comes to the like a man of children who are killed by someone who's not their parents, 80% are men. When you look at like actual violence, it's predominantly men. And th- like sure. it, society, like But how do you know society doesn't build that as well? Like Well, maybe it does, but unfair. I'm just saying like I think it's unfair for you to pigeonhole anyone like a gender and say they are this way but not allow uh, anyone to say like women are like this or gay men are like this. Like how come we're allowed to but stereotype they, but they at do. large? They're, like we did the gay gene episode and they do find that gay men are more compassionate and empathetic and they find the same thing with women. You're right. It might be a societal thing, but those to me are values I would want in a political leader. Yeah. They're I, values that I would want. I don't disagree. I definitely. Companies, but they're, that's not who's okay, in so charge. I, I, of course it's not. None of us are arguing for the fact that things should stay the same. Like I'm not saying that I don't think very many people in this world except people who are afraid of losing power or saying that like lots so you do believe that men need to like lose their power yes but that like okay on the larger scale i think that i was looking up matriarchal uh like just matriarchy in general in the academic sense and there's still quite a bit of like um uh, argument over how to define it it properly because some people believe what you believe and say that that's what it should be but others like i just wrote down a a couple notes for someone who is arguing a more modern version of matriarchy and this is what i think is like an academic view is that they're gender egalitarian so equal for everyone consensus-based societies that are actively promoting peace so to me i can fully get behind that um but I don't think, you think women are going to be the ones who are actively going to be pushing for peace? Because yes, men but, certainly aren't. But do you not think then there should be a balance still? Like, I don't I really do. see... I do think there should I'm be... I'm not, a, like, trying yeah. to hold on to my own power here. I, I would love to see a world where women are in power fully. And I would just be curious what that world would look like. I just think it's ignorant to pretend that then we'd have no issues. Yeah, I It'd guess I'm not saying issues. that we wouldn't have no issues. And I'm not saying that, like, I think men should just become, like, I don't know, like, it's kind of re- feels really weird to say, but I don't think men should be treated as badly as women are currently treated. Like in many parts of the world, they're controlled in ways that are like pretty insane. Like we live in the a Western world where there's still issues and we're arguing like in like third, fourth, 
wave feminism like where are we at i don't know yet but i mean you know if you think about the world and the human species it is pretty amazing to think about the power that men have and i'm just i do feel like and i I know that like maybe deep down it might not be like obviously the right thing to say but i feel confident in saying i would love there to be a switch because i think that we would all be surprised that things would become less like violent I think that like the structures of the world that we're really starting to worry about, which I think has a lot to do with capitalism and climate change I brought up because I'm like, in my personal opinion, I think. But how do we know? Like, I don't, I don't know I that this that is not true, but how do we know that? No, we don't. We don't. Feminine like, ideals don't wouldn't know. lead to capitalism. No, we don't necessarily know that. And so that's what's frustrating been, to me about your argument. But we know that we know that patriarchal ideas did lead to capitalism because we've lived sure, it. Sure, sure. Right? So I'm like, in my head, I'm like, why not? It's not ever going to happen, but I'm like, yeah, I'm going to well, argue to switch it that's, up. I think that's frustrating, like, to fight for something that's never going to happen. That's why I think if matriarchy can mean more broadly, like, let's really focus on equality for not even just genders, but races and sexualities and any any issues like that, I just think then we can actually have progress. If we just have people screaming on the sidelines that women should be in power or gays, like imagine we were just like, well, it's time for the gays to rule the world. Like how do people react to that? A, there's no functional mode to get there at all. Like there's no roadmap for us to just suddenly have all gay people be in power. That's like Statistically, absurd. we got to work really hard. We have fine. not that many of us. Okay, so fine. You're saying then women, there's 50-50 almost. <laughs> they have a better shot, but it's still not a practical a sense shot. of like, we can't just say we want to flip a switch because nothing works that way. Yeah, I guess my point is that you're right. Like I'm saying this more from a like a theoretical and a standpoint of trying to create a conversation with people to allow them to think critically about how patriarchal and dominant men have been in the recent history and how just unfair that is. So the way that I go at it is I've got people to start thinking, oh my God, imagine like if we lived in a matriarchy because we currently well, why, don't. Why though? Okay. This kind of reminds me of like, as a gay man, obviously I'm not uh, like perfectly educated on anything, but I feel like my lived experience has given me a sense of compassion and empathy for others who I may not understand what and they're going through. And you tell me through. that a lot of straight men you think lack that. You've told me that before. Yes, but that's because but that's I'm gay. As I think mu- other minorities have this is what I'm getting at. because and, and Or oppressed people because they feel oppression and then as a result they're maybe on average, more likely to feel compassion for others because they know what it feels like to be oppressed. Yeah. Where was I going with this? I, I know. I'm like, that sounds good. Like, that sounds good. Yeah, that's why women should rule the yes. world. Yes. Okay. We so what I'm... Beyonce okay, here's where it. it's going. Like, we're done. Here's where it's going. <laughs> why do you then, with all your compassion and love and empathy, want to put <laughs> one group at the center of oppression instead of finding equality? Yeah, that's true. That's interesting. I do have, like, a very... Um, skewed and oftentimes not great uh, way of just wanting everyone to accept how things are and move forward. Like, I think a lot of people are at a different places. Like, even talking about the patriarchy, like, when I talk about it with guys, sometimes they have their backup because I start from an intense place because, like, I've already gotten there. Like, I've already, like, thought about things in a certain way that I'm almost, like, you know, I can be unempathetic yes. in the end of, like, just starting somewhere. So I'm not saying that I'm trying to, like, put men down or put them like but like, that's what i'm saying them. this newer definition of matriarchy why can't you find that beautiful that like we live in an egalitarian like an equal society a gender equality society that society that like is all about consensus that we work but together is, you said it and, is a matriarchy that i'm okay with that i'm but okay you, with that no but 
we're using the same word, but we're meaning different okay. things. No, then I am meaning that. If there's this, gonna be this definition is not saying that women are only in power. Okay, I no. Okay, okay. Then and yeah, it's you're not right. saying that men are oppressed. It's okay. saying let's find. A, it's it's basically equ- an equal society. Where, okay, I'm where we all work together as different genders or sexes or whatever, and don't just we don't fall into those roles of power in the same way. Okay, I'm obviously open to that. I think that right now, if we look at politics, if we look at all the important ways that this world is run, it is run by men. Yeah, no one's arguing that. So what I'm saying is I would love for it to be equal and then like also just skewed a little bit more to the woman's <laughs> side just for a bit. And it doesn't have to be a lot, but I would love it to be okay, like so you considered gave a li- that. you gave a little bit. Yeah, but you <laughs> You're know what no I mean? no longer like, like that yeah. you have all the power for the like, rest like, of time. The logistics of like pure equality would be like really insane. I would love for it to get to that, but like if it goes... So you- that's insane, but you think it's more likely to push fully <laughs> for only Yeah, because then it's be like power. reach for the stars and if you don't make it, you'll end up amongst <laughs> the moon or whatever. Is that it? Reach for the matriarchal society, and you know what? You might just end up with equality. No, I, I can, I can deal with that as long as there is actual like steps and ways to get there. Because sometimes when a goal is so over the top, you kind of are like, I don't see how we can ever get there. But I, I do agree yeah. having those pipe dreams, and and, and I think it's just- I should say that's why I do think sometimes extreme groups can be useful as a barometer for like, yeah, that's too far, but it's a go- it's an idealized goal yeah. that we should aim towards, knowing we and probably will never get there. And that's a thing to think there. about with activism and like doing a lot of research. It's like radical activism sometimes is important because without it, sometimes you end up with Trump, right? Like it's like you, it's like well, that's the hardest part because we can never know. Like no, you can't to, know to but- them. Sorry, I just mean like to them being people who are extremely conservative or like oh right or whatever or voted for Trump their view their view is like that's their extreme and they want to push the world in a different direction so to 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 them they think the far left people that are saying an all-female society is the end of the world and and that's why they're pushing against that do you know how it's it's like it is a weird balancing act of everyone just has a different perspective it's so hard to kind of Trump supporters heads (laughs) like honestly like I've read so that's when you realize how slow progress has been sometimes yeah and how see the rippling effect of like blatant racism and not saying every person that supported Trump is a racist but if you supported him you're fine with With people being racist like you're complacent and also it's like imagine me having this conversation with a Trump supporter being like I want there to be a matriarch they'd be like Fuck you. Like, what do you mean? Like, they would think it's so oppressive. What they I'm would saying. think that you're trying you're to destroy the crazy. world. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, which is why sometimes I get frustrated because I'm like, your words have an impact. I know, but I also and when, sometimes and, just try and to you like, are farther. So just keep that in your mind when you it should your perspective or your wording should change based on who you're arguing to when you're when you're discussing stuff with like another feminist who is closer to the same position you are. Then you can nuance discuss okay. over Yes, really you can have, intense societal structure changes. You can yes, I, I can have nuanced conversations with there. someone who's really conservative. You might just have to start at the base of like, I need to show you that we live in a patriarchy. That's what I mean. That okay, so that's what I'm gonna say. Like, I do think that, and I think we've had this conversation before. And I know that you say that. Like, I think in the past, I think I've gotten better at talking to people. Like you used to say that I was really harsh. But like when I talked about yeah, I think it's a stuff. mix of you got a little softer, which is good. Not softer, but like you found a way to have a more. I don't think I've got uh, softer, but maybe I have tried to change myself a bit. This is an important topic. How do you have those tough conversations with your friend who keeps saying problematic things, or your racist uncle at Thanksgiving? 
Sometimes my instinct is to yell point by point every reason why they are wrong. And though I might come away with a feeling of self-righteousness or moral superiority, would I have changed anyone's mind? I came across this one study about reducing bias against transgender people. The study, published in Science, found that a single in-depth 10-minute conversation by a trained canvasser at the doorstep of a voter resulted in substantial reduction in voters' anti-trans prejudice. It also increased the voters' support of anti-discrimination laws to protect transgender people. What's even more stunning is these effects lasted three months later when surveyed. It is extremely rare to have found an approach to change people's deeply held biases, especially one that has long-term impact. Some of the canvassers were trans, while others were not. The conversations were much more intimate than most political door-to-door work. The canvassers showed the voters videos of anti- and pro-transgender ads and probed them about times when they themselves were judged for being different. The researchers want to make clear that this is not a silver bullet solution. This is a canvassing technique that took a lot of time to develop and a lot of training of the canvassers. So you shouldn't be under the illusion that you can go out this afternoon and employ the exact same technique and have immediate success. But the message is that intimate conversations where we relate to one another can change minds. But on the flip side, try not to police the way other people talk. This is known as tone policing. And an example of this could be, hmm, I agree with the message you are saying, but don't you think all this anger is distracting from the real issue? Or maybe, I see that the issue is really important, but I don't agree with the way you are protesting. You're protesting in the wrong way. Tone policing can be used as a silencing technique of marginalized individuals or groups from sharing their experience of oppression. So don't do that. Yeah, and I think society has caught up to your view a little more. But now we're seeing the pushback of that. I think it's a mix of people being like, oh, your ideas aren't as extreme now because the world... Are you kind of happy that I haven't changed, that I've still stuck to it? Yeah, I just, I think, like, from person to person, I think your ideals are great, but uh, sometimes I'm just like, if you're making me angry sometimes... And I, that's not a good place to start with anyone else. Then. Wait, are you kidding? You get angry at me I, all the I'm time. Not, no, sorry. But if I'm like sitting here being like, <laughs> your argument is frustrating because it's not actually saying anything. It's just like, I guess there's that term. Um, oh, God. What is it I called? don't think that it's not saying anything. I think it's trying to bring to light the fact that we live in such an intense patriarchy and it needs to stop. And if it needs to stop, we might have to that's fight for the other side. That's different, though. That's different than saying but that. But that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, but you started this by saying only say? women should be in power. We need to flip no. to a fully matriarchal society where men have I nothing mean, and all men die. No, no, I never said no, that. I know you never said that. The first half of it you did say, though. No, I didn't. I, I would just love Rewind the tape, girl. I got my receipts. <laughs> I want moms to Rewind be the tape. Okay, this is another thing. Moms. Moms. Moms are the best. Yeah. We came out of our moms. Why? Why? Honey, I came out of the closet, Okay. Nothing. You came out of <laughs> Wendy Moffat. And I just think like like mothers, they're they are just why are they not ru- ruling the world? It's I mean, I know I'm going I, backwards, but it makes me sometimes when I lie in bed, I just think of all the mothers and I think of all the positions of power and I just think, you know what? I really just there's something in my core that thinks that would be a beautiful world. Sure. I we, mean there's no proof behind don't. it, but it's just mothers. 
mothers. I certainly think they though nurtured us. what is a better argument is let's make more mothers have power instead of let's only give mothers power. Because as That's you and I I'm both know, too. diversity in groups is a really healthy thing. Even in science, diverse research papers, like diverse backgrounds creates we know better that, results. But it's, not happening. it's not all moms. It's great when it's like a mother, a young person, a queer person, a person of color. These differences in power is what can give us a better perspective of the world that we're leading or the world that we're creating and so that's that's yeah. all but it's not set up for them it's not set up for them it's to not succeed. i but that's not what we're arguing about it, greg it's a matriarchy not, where they're set up to succeed no that's a matriarchy maybe is only setting up a different set of people to succeed not everyone yeah but more moms more moms <laughs> but less who knows less what who knows less men less men but <laughs> why well, how do we not know that it would have equal amounts of Queer people underrepresented, people of color underrepresented, people of disability underrepresented. Like, those things aren't even being brought up. Yeah, I know, because we're talking right now about... But I'm just saying, let's look at it as a whole and promote the diversity of the whole. Okay, and I just think that in order to get there, we're going to have to fight a little harder because if we... If we leave it the way it is, we're seeing what's happening. If you look at like all the leaders of the world lined up in front of you, it'll be very interesting to see how many are women. Know who's mm, freaking amazing? Angela, Angela Merkel. Merkel. <laughs> so thank you but very much. But she's also homophobic. There you what? go. She's a fundamentalist Christian who like voted against gay marriage in Germany. What? Did you not know that? I thought thank I knew you. that, but don't you think that it was kind of like Obama allowed, had to do the right she thing? She allowed the, time. the vote. She said. I will have this but, vote, and she voted no, knowing it very, would win. Okay, I don't, I don't know. So enough she's about a this respectful. I respect her because she at least was like, "I'm not stopping this and from o- happening." And Obama had to say thing, the right thing at the right time in order to get things done. That's not what's happening to her. She's really sure? religious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, she well, voted against the own bill that literally passed gay marriage. Yeah, I know, I know she rights. is cons- a conservative within Germany. That's all I mean. She's a woman who didn't support gay rights. Yeah. She supported the the ideals of what people believed was right. Yeah. So that's a different thing. But she, she herself did not believe. I'm pretty sure it was gay marriage. I can't remember if that's exactly what it was. I think that she well, that's voted against that. But I also, you know what I mean. Also, she's like, uh, she is a very Catch ama- dead your tracks. No, but she's no, great. she's a very amazing leader, is what I'm trying to say. And she's a woman. But then there's also Theresa May. But Theresa May is also really interesting. Anyways, but it's but whatever. I can name just two. It's like what are the rest? Mian, 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 mian. Wow. Well, my face isn't is like. Red. There's probably much more. We're just also ignorant. Not much more, but I'm just saying, aren't there like. Female leaders. Well, there's a really cool new mayor of Mexico City. That's a mayor of Mexico City. Female scientist. Very interesting. But I mean, I don't know how many more are there. No, you're that right. should be on Not your side. Many. Tell me the woman who ruled the world, Mitchell, other than Angela. But ruling the world is different than a major. Like uh, ruling the world. Never mind. Anyway, I had done some research on some societies <laughs> that are matriarchal, but I'm sure we can. Fit yeah, there's a place in note. like South China, which is really interesting. Okay, and India. I would like to leave it at that. Um, I mean, it was an interesting discussion. I think we both really. Like, I think we know what we're trying to get at. But I think one thing is, if you think that you aren't living in a patriarchy, then I have a problem. Because that is a conversation I do have to have with people. Because, you know, some people won't admit that we are. But we are. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. That's that's that. That has to be a full other discussion with a human being if you if you 
if they need it. If they need it, yeah. Which, Which is some frustrating. do. Yeah, some there do. might be some people listening to this that are like, I don't, what do you mean it's patriarchy? Or if you say patriarchy in front of men, as I've said before, they faint. Like, they literally <laughs> can't handle it. It's like, well, why can't you handle it? It's your last Yeah, name. it's a weird thing. I'm like, how? why is that so? It's not even saying you're a shitty person. It's no. just like we live in a society it's like, that it's like, is. Please accept the world. Run by men, yes. where names go down by men, men hold more power, etc. The only time you didn't live in a patriarchy was for about four minutes, the right after Beyonce released to run the world, girls. We heard that song for the first time. And everyone was like, oh my God, oh my God, girls rule the world. And then we turned it off and we looked back at our phones and our internet and Right. Thank you guys so much for listening to our little debate. Let us know what you think on the internet at Mitchell Moffat is myself and at Whale Watch Me PLZ is Craig. We'd love to hear your side of this argument and, you know, get some extra opinions out there. Hashtag that note podcast. <laughs> all right. We'll see you later. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.